This season of What's Your Story is brought to you by Paystack. If you run a business or you're thinking of launching one, Paystack helps you to accept payments online from anyone, anywhere in the world. Don't have a website? Doesn't matter. With Paystack, you can create a simple and attractive online store for free and all by yourself. You can also create simple payment links and invoices and send them to your customers wherever you chat with them. And they can pay you via card, mobile money, Apple Pay, and more. Paystack also integrates seamlessly with popular e-commerce platforms like Shopify, WordPress, and WooCommerce. And if you're a tech-savvy business owner, you can rely on the Paystack API to create custom and delightful payment experiences for your customers. Create your free Paystack account and join over 200,000 businesses across Africa that rely on Paystack to get paid and grow their businesses. Visit paystack.com technova to create your free Paystack account and start accepting payments online. That's paystack.com slash technova. Okay, so today on the show, we have the great Vanessa John, who has a very interesting backstory I think everybody would like. So I think the first question of, we'll go back to your childhood in a way. Let's talk about where you were born and how you were raised. So what was your childhood like? Okay, so I was actually born in Washington, D.C. Um, I wasn't raised there. Um, as a baby, we moved to the UK. So we were in London from when I was a baby until I was about eight years old. Okay. My mom was relocating back to the States. So I came to Ghana for a year okay. and went to Soul Clinic. And then I moved to New York. Okay, so you were in Ghana for how long? Just a year, a year and a half. It was really short. Yeah, it's really short. It right? was really, really short. Um, and then New York became home. Okay. New York was home from the age of eight, nine until I moved to Ghana 10 years ago. Okay. Which was in my late 20s. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what was childhood like? You know, I really do remember the UK a lot. Okay, which lot, is so wild. A lot more than in, in New York? Oh, no, 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 no. So, okay, so in the UK, I remember there was a lot of family. Okay. My mom's sisters were in the UK. We would have bonfires. We would have a lot of family gatherings. I remember my nanny, um, Natasha. Like, I remember certain elements that are just so vivid to me. Okay. New York is home. Right. Everyone who knows me knows New York is like my everything. Nice. I was raised in the Park Slope area of Brooklyn. Um, it was a mix of, of Italians, of Spanish. Mm, um, like that melting pot of New York. Yes, yes. And I loved it. I went to Catholic school. I also went to Catholic elementary school, Catholic high school. <laughs> oh, so, oh, so both Catholic schools. Yes. The okay. high school was all girls. I was raised with my mom and I call him my bonus dad. Okay. My bonus dad was in my life from when I was about four years old when we were in the UK. Okay. And I just remember having, honestly, like, the best childhood. Yes. Um, my mom and my stepdad always made sure to give me the upbringing that was comfortable. Nice. Which, I guess, looking back, I'm very grateful for. Nice. So, Yeah. I guess we, that's a touch on. Yeah. Yes. So when you're growing up, did you have any like interest that you know, like, okay, I'm going to go into a specific field growing up in New York? Or did yes. you? Oh, you did. Oh, I knew I would be in media. Oh, you knew? I, I knew from very, very young. I think the industry itself is in my blood because my, my father, the late Kiki Jan yeah. of Osibisa. Yeah. So 
music was already in me. Right. I didn't think I would be in the forefront. Like, I'm going to be a musician, I'm going to sing, but I knew I would be in the media space. Nice. Growing up, I, I would rush home to watch Oprah Winfrey, to uh, watch Ricky Lake. Yeah, yeah. I loved Angie Martinez on radio. Okay. I would collect all the magazines. So I knew the industry was where I would always end up, yeah. some way, somehow. Right, so you were always infused with media, so you wanted to get into media. And I yes. think I read that you graduated with a degree in like media and journalism. Yeah, so I have a degree in television and radio communications and PR from Brooklyn College. Brooklyn College is actually one of the top colleges in New York when it comes to TV and radio. Right. So yeah, I have a degree from there. I took courses at NYU, um, a journalism course. Um, to just get that dabble into that also. So yeah, I do have my degree in it. And while I was in New York, I gained a lot of knowledge. Mm -hmm. I worked at PR firms. Nice. Um, FYI, PR was my first. It was an internship that turned into a job. Oh, nice. And it's one of the biggest boutique firms in New York. She, she Right now, she's one of the PR agents for DJ Khaled. Oh, nice. When I was there, she was repping Chris Brown and uh -huh. Ayaz, you know, so I got hands-on experience, experience yeah. yeah, while I was in New York. Oh, that's nice. Yes. So, okay, so you're in New York, you've gotten your degree and everything. So, what happened during that time? Like, how did you now decide, I'm going to transition all the way back to Ghana? So, that was never even a thought, right? Wow. So, I am a New York City girl. <laughs> I love hopping on the train. I love the fast life. Mm. I love my Starbucks. Mm -hmm. I had yes. this whole dream that I would like live in a sky rise with my husband and our kids. Like that was my dream. Right. And from the age of when I left Ghana at eight, nine years old, I hadn't been back. Mm -hmm. I came back in 2012. Okay. Um, and that was for the turn up. Oh, December turn up. Right. December were like, Ghana, yeah, yes. come and see yes. what the vibe is. Yeah. And while I was here, the thought was, okay, maybe, you know, mm. maybe I can make that transition. What's the media space like? I had, mm. I really had no clue what it was like, okay. but I felt, mm, I've had my experience in New York. Right. I could bring something here. If it doesn't work, what, I, I could always go back. back. Yeah. And um, 2013, August, I transitioned back. Nice. There was like no thought, no okay, V, you're like crazy. Like, no, I stepped out of my comfort zone and was like, you know what, let me bring what I think I can bring here mm -hmm. and see how it works. Where did, was there anybody like saying, why are you going back? You can just be in New York, stay back. As crazy as that, no one. Really? And I think it's because, first of all, people know my work ethic. Mm -hmm. They know that I'm going to make it work. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think they also had that comfort of, she can always come back. Right. It's not, yeah, she yeah. can always come back, yeah. Okay, so you came back in 2013. So yes. what was your first stint in Ghana as far as media? Because you wanted to be in the media space in Ghana. Yes, so I, I'm always grateful to Mr. Boateng, Global Media Alliance. He hired me, but he did, this is what he said. First of all, I was making 500 CDs. What? Right, which was... Which was a shock to my soul. I was <laughs> yeah, like, because you've gotten your degrees, you've gotten experience. Yes. So, so yeah. that was that was a shock. But he told me that it's not about oh you're from the states, you know, mm. and you think you're just gonna come and like oh you know it all. I want you to prove that you're really you really have it in you. Mm. And that was so simple for me, you know. Mm. So I started off at ETV as entertainment news producer. 
okay. under Fatty, who has become like one of my good, good friends here. And um, she ended up trusting me and leaving me with the entertainment desk, oh, wow. <laughs> allowing me to do as I please, like, you know, with the stories and covering events. So it started from ETV and YFM. Okay. YFM was random. Joel was on radio at that time. And um, he said he, he just loved my vibe and he wanted me to come and do entertainment news. Okay. And I was like, okay, why not? Sure. And that's how I got into radio. So Okay. Were, were there any early challenges? Anything like you? Because you just transitioned back mm-hmm. to Ghana. So mm-hmm. even adopting to the Ghanaian space, was there any early, early challenges? I think the only challenge was I'm very... First of all, everything seems slow for me a bit. Mm-hmm. And... Obviously, everyone has their own way of doing things already. So it was about, okay, meeting in the middle ground. (laughs) You know, this is how I'm used to writing my stories. This is how you're used to it. Let's find a way to merge it. Yeah, in the middle. You know, yeah, so that we're all all happy. But that, the ETV time, I always say this, was one of the best experiences. Because they allowed me to be. They allowed me to produce. They allowed me to have my own show eventually, you know, after I proved myself. So that global media time was, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Now, after that, that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. But for global media, I'm always thankful to Mr. Boating, both Mr. Edward and Ernest Boating, for giving me the opportunity. Okay, cool. Now, I think I remember something. So, you were doing the TV and you just transitioned to radio. Yes. I think during that time, too, you were doing some other stuff. I think I think in 2015, you were named ambassador for Crocs. Yeah, so that, that too, was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, myself, Papi Kojo, and um, Nana Sensio, who also has become a good friend. We realized our moms actually grew up together. It's oh. a whole another story. Yeah, we became uh, the faces for Crocs. They had just come into Ghana. Hmm. And um, funny enough, at that time, we were, Nana Sentio and I were just getting ready to launch a radio show. Okay. So we basically also used the radio and the Crocs. We combined it. So mm. we, we actually paid for our own billboards for our radio show. So we oh. included the Crocs in the shoots and like we really, yeah. And nice. I heard even that time was like one of the first times like personalities had such massive billboards. Yeah, it's true. Because I think that time Ghana was not really a personality media yes, space. It was yes. just more like, okay, I'll listen to the radio. Like, yes. I think it was more known for the brand, the radio brand, yes. not the personality. Exactly. So like we were everywhere, like East Legon, Osu, we had our billboards up. And that Crocs experience was fun too, because it came at a time when there was like that new happening for radio for me. Mm. So it was just like, it was just perfect. Nice. Okay. I mean, during that time, you had a lot of stuff too. I think I think it was in 2016. You went to and hosted like the BET Awards. Yeah. So after leaving global media, yeah. I went to another media house and I got the opportunity to fly out to cover the BET Awards, which was a dream of mine. Nice. So living in New York, I had covered a lot of the New York-based events. Uh, BET Awards was like on my list. Like, mm. I need to be there one day. And I didn't right. just want to be there. I wanted to work it. Right. So, yeah, myself and Jay Foley had the opportunity to go out to L.A. for a week. Mm. It was about a week, five days. Okay. Yeah. Almost a week, yeah. Yeah, and we covered the events and we were face-to-face with some of the biggest names in the industry. And that, I think, showed Jay Foley 
a different side of me in the sense of what who I knew. Mm. I could spot anyone. You know, I yeah. grew up in New York. I could spot any publicist because I worked in that, you know, yeah, and I think that side, work, yeah. yeah, he was really like, okay, I guess this was a good pick. Mm. But to be honest, there was a lot of backlash with that. Because people felt like, why Vanessa Jan? She's just come to this new media like house. New. Yeah, and for me, it was like, number one, they don't have to go through the hassle of visa, right? Like, mm -hmm. I could just get up on the and flight and go. And, just go. and number two, I had knowledge. Like, I've worked in that space before. So why not Vanessa Jan? Mm. Yeah, because you have the expertise and you Thank have the you. experience. So why not? Exactly. Okay, that was a good stint. So during that time, again, you just just, just had left YFM? Yes. Okay, you were, and now you were thinking you were a live FM, right? Yes, I was with Live FM. And GH1. Nice. I think you had a show too, Sincerely V. I think yes, that's a show. That was my baby. So um, I actually started Sincerely V in New York. It was okay. on YouTube. Like I would Ooh. just set up a camera on the balcony and just talk to women. Okay. Different topics, you know, and just talk to them. Nice. When I got to ETV, I knew that I wanted this show to become like a, massive. Like a big TV show. But I had to like, you know, take my baby steps. Mm -hmm. And eventually, the green light that I could have the Sincerely V show on ETV. Okay. And um, it was a show that was spotlighting women. You know, and at that time, besides Gifty Anti show, there was no show for our demographic. That's true, yeah. Yes, that highlighted women that are doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so successful at ETV. So that's why sometimes I look back and I'm like, V, sometimes your decisions. But anyway, everything happens for <laughs> a reason. Yeah. yeah, and that show did so well at ETV. I took it to GH1. Hmm. thinking, you know, they would be all excited about, you know, this new yeah. show. And, you know, people were less enthused. Okay. <laughs> it took a while to get it off the ground there. Right. But when it did, I decided it's my show anyway, so I can produce, I can direct, I can call people's agents, whatever it is I need to do, find locations. Mm -hmm. I'll do it myself. And I did. Okay, so you're just like kind of... Head, the head person you're doing everything yourself. everything even my makeup artist I booked my personal makeup artist was paying him you know because I knew what the show was okay. when I got to GH1 and eventually they gave the green light you know that's when I had the likes of Tokyo Makinwa from Nigeria mm -hmm. on like the show had a lot of women on like even yeah. when I think back I'm like wow like you know you were kind of a pioneer in a way yeah and um, it did really well but then it there came a time when I just had to say, no, okay, no. I got laid off. <laughs> <laughs> I did get laid off from EIB, yeah. GH1, and Live. And that my son was one. At the time, yeah. Yes. And I thought to myself, well, I was going to eventually that year resign. Okay. Because I just felt like, besides Sincerely V, they, I wasn't given the opportunity to really showcase what mm. I could. Like you're not like enough, enough creative space. Yes. And even with Sincerely V, there was a trillion challenges, which is normal, mm. but it's different when it's like intentional. You know, like we're intentionally doing this so you can... Mm. You Hold, know. Holding you back in a way. Yeah. So once I got laid off and I thought about it, I was like, you know, I'm growing as a woman. Mm -hmm. I love Sincerely V. But there's so much more to me outside of that Sincerely V space because I had become a mom. Yeah. And so I just was like, you know, 
Sincerely, V, I love you, but it's time to close that right. chapter. Yeah. So I want to backtrack a bit to your son who was one years old because I think it was 2017 that you gave birth. Yes. I want to talk about... You are good. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I want to talk about that experience because this is a f- you being a first-time mom. I think you would move back to the States for a bit to give birth. Yes. I want to talk about that experience, you know, that whole transition from pregnancy to eventually giving birth. What was that experience for you like? You know what? So pregnancy itself, first trimester, um, first time around, was the smoothest thing ever. So, yeah, it was the smoothest thing. I really didn't know what to expect, mm. right? I just one thing I knew though, and you got, I'll get, like, I'll touch on it, but mm-hmm. I am writing kind of like a, okay. a guide. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but one thing I always knew was that when I became a mom. Regardless, I did not want to be in the media space full time. Mm. No way, no how. I knew that I wanted to be a hands-on mom mm-hmm. and I was going to have to figure out how that was going to work. But f- luckily, in a sense, for me, I got laid off. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it made the decision a bit easier. It was kind of in the stars in a way. Exactly. But becoming a mom was the greatest experience for me yes yeah 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 and it still is and he's gonna be six now nice so yeah i mean so you've been a full-time mom yes. you're raising your son and i think even in that period you decided that you're gonna create something out of it because you, you're very entrepreneurial so you wanted to create something so you created something called the pregnancy bougie express yes so can you touch on that like what was that like where did the idea come from and okay. like how did you like even invent that Okay, so I did my six and a half, seven months prenatal care here, a private institution, Mm -hmm. but I saw gaps in the system. Mm. My mom has worked in the medical field for the longest of years. I also, no, I didn't work, well, I did secretarial for like a few years while I was in New York, but it's experience. You see what should be done, what shouldn't be done. And I saw gaps even in a private setting where I was paying (laughs) money, you know? So I started to research because I had no, I did not have any clue what was happening in the maternal health world in this country. Mm -hmm. And when I started to Google, I was like, excuse me, like, this is not it. This is horrid. I started to go into my mommy groups to ask questions. Moms who had given birth here and the stories were wild. Mm. And so I said, okay, well, while I'm in New York, I have to think of something. Right. What can I think of? So I remember going to my first prenatal appointment in New York and getting gifted a bag with like coupons and all this like uh, reading material. Yeah, stuff to help. Stuff yeah, to supplements. Yeah. Exactly. And I was like, oh, yeah, my mom got the same things with my sisters. Like, mm. hello, V. So I was like, okay, this is something I want to bring back. What else? What else? I want them to feel good. I want these women to feel good. And these are women from low-income families and neighborhoods. What else? So then I bought makeup, like lipstick, eyeliner, uh, nail polish, Mm -hmm. and I brought it back. My son was three months at the time when we came back. That December, we had our first event. I packaged all these bags. I got speakers, like five women who spoke on a panel at Ridge Hospital. So we spoke to these women for free. They gave them advice. We gave them their gift bags. And that is the day that someone came up to us and said, there's a mom who can't go home. She's been detained because she can't afford her hospital bill. Now that part, I don't know how we missed it in the whole month that I was researching. And I was like, "Uh, what? 
And they're like, yeah, it happens often. Often, okay. So we gathered funds, we got her discharged that day, and then we added that to what we would be doing year-round, discharging Mm. of patients. And it's become a biannual event. Um, Now we throw free mass baby showers every Mother's Day. And the moms get to come out. They still get education. They get to dance. They get gifts. They get food. And it's just to celebrate them and let them know that, you know, they're not forgotten regardless of their circumstance. Oh, that's that's a pretty cool initiative because, as you said, when you research, you don't really see or you don't know much about what's happening in Ghana in that space. So you kind of like fill in a gap in a way. Yes. Slowly but surely, I'm trying. So... So the whole Express thing, is this self-funded? That's all you? So in the beginning it was, with the help of my family. Now I always say thank you, Gandor Cosmetics. They've been coming on board the past three years to help discharge patients. They give out gifts. They have people from the office come and speak about their products. Mm. Malcolm has been a massive help also. And then Twitter. <laughs> when I go on Twitter, when because the hospitals, they send me a whole bunch of bills all the oh, time. Oh, they send you the bills. They send me bills because they know, well, yeah, you're doing, doing this, this right? Okay. So when I know, okay, right now I can't do it. I have other obligations. Mm. I go on Twitter mm. and um, I raise funds. Okay. And Twitter, the past two years, has been incredible with the support that's awesome yeah. that's an awesome issue thank you okay so that's 2017 and so between that 2017 what were you doing apart from the express like i think you opened up a boutique store so yeah so okay so the boutique we officially opened it last year okay but i've been bringing in baby products since around 2018 selling it on in my mommy groups (laughs) (laughs) selling it in my mommy groups from home and I would always bring in products that I didn't see in the market Mm. so people would always be like oh my god yeah I want this you know and I thought okay well the market I'm not gonna lie when it comes to mommy and children's products is overly saturated like Mm. There's a lot of baby shops. There's a lot of mommy shops. And um, I wanted to find my niche. And I felt like mine was just really continuing to research and figuring out what we're not focused on. Hmm. And it took time because it's now 2021. Wait, Hmm. last year was 2022 that I actually opened the boutique. Okay, Um, so there's a lot of research then. A lot. And um, my store, when you walk in, it's very minimal in a Hmm. sense. I knew what I wanted. I know as a woman who was pregnant, I don't want to walk in any, or even just as a mom, I don't like anywhere that's clustered and like yeah. you're trying to stress to find whatever you need. Right. So we made it very breathable. We're focused on products for moms that make life easier during and after pregnancy. Mm. And when it comes to the children, when they're sick, what will make life easier for mommy. Mm-hmm. And um, our clothes are like just the cutest, cutest <laughs> things that I I just pick with my, my, my amazing eyes, you know? Wow. But it's really my, my focus is making mommy and child's life easier okay. with the products that we stock in the store. Okay. So before you opened the store, was there any difficulty? Like, what was that experience trying like trying to open a store? Because, you know, a crowd can be very, you know, hostile in the way for small businesses. Yeah. So what was that experience like? So I don't know. I think it's like God's grace or something. So basically, right, like two minutes from my house, I saw that they had started building. Mm. And I was like, oh, what are, what are they building, you know? And 
uh, I went there and one of the construction workers was like, oh, it's going to be shops. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'll just keep an eye on it. Right. By the time I blinked my eye, the, the thing was, was up. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really soon. Like, I don't know if I'm really prepared really to do this. Okay. I don't know. But then um, I, I went there and I spoke to the landlord. He actually lives in New York. Oh, okay. And he was here for a short period. And I was like, okay, I asked how much the shops were. I was like, okay, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. But the pressure was real because he's like, you need a week. Like, you have a week. <laughs> yeah, because it's pay. going fast. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, oh, taking my time. Do I want to do this? Is it worth it? Uh, the store that I wanted, by the time I knew it had gone, it was the first floor. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, like, V, what, just, are you, if you're going to do it, just do just it. Just do it. And then, um, so I, I, I went back and I asked him, like, what's available now? And it was the top. Hmm. And it turned out to even be bigger than the bottom, like, right. space wise, for the same price. And I was like, okay, I need this. Somehow, I'm going to make it happen. Okay. And I did. And the only thing now I look back, I'm like, I did it at the worst time because the economy is in pits, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was smooth sailing. Okay. Even down to wooden things who created the store and Darren, they were like the most amazing people. Because I hear about the struggles of mm. construction workers and mm-hmm. all that, like try- smooth. It was like it was meant to be. And within a couple of months, the store was up and running. Mm. And now, yeah, we are just over six months. That's pretty good. Into, yeah, yeah, yeah. It hasn't good. been easy, though. Yeah, I mean, speaking of it hasn't been easy, I remember, okay, like, I want to go back just a tad bit mm-hmm. back to lockdown. Yes. So you are back. You were back in Ghana at the time. Mm-hmm. So what was that? Because I know that I heard that you publicly posted that you had gotten COVID. Yeah. So what was that experience Ooh. like? Like, just... The lockdown period, you know, work and then even getting COVID. What was that whole experience like? Okay, so the lockdown period, funny enough, that's when I started focusing on my brand, Modern Day Mom. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I would always get questions about myself and Aaron. I don't know why. Like, it's so random. Like, I would just post us and someone would ask, oh, how did you do this? Well, how's your schedule with this? And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm literally just like... I have a schedule, but going with the flow. Like, I'm mm. learning. I'm a first-time mom. Right. And so Modern Day Mom was for the mom that, you know, she likes, she still enjoys her life, you know. She, 25% mom, 25% this, 25% that, mm-hmm. yeah. And so COVID was when I, I officially launched it. Right. And I started interviewing moms on Zoom and Insta Live from all around the world. Oh, nice. And we started having Zoom happy hour on Fridays. Like, it was this whole, like, okay, well, we need each other right now because yeah. our kids are home 24-7. All the time, yes, yes. And I know we're going to go crazy. Yeah. So I was really focused on modern day mom at that time. And um, during that time is also when I got into the conversation of the reality show Modern Day Moms of Accra. Mm. Now, I, I love reality TV. <laughs> I've always wanted to produce okay. something reality-like. And I just felt like, wait, we don't have that in Ghana. Ghana? No. Or in Africa, where the sole purpose is moms. Like, Mm. we are focused on the everyday, modern-day mom, living her best life. So, during that time, I was just, like, figuring out how we're going to piece all of this together. And then, yeah, I got COVID for two days. It didn't last long. Oh, okay. But I'm thinking I probably had it. And then, by the time I tested... Right, it was coming out of your system. Yeah, I lost my sense of smell for, like, one day. Okay. I was kind of scared i was like wait what you know yeah, but um scary, yeah. yeah and then i have my son 
you know, so I'm like, I do not want him to get it, you know. But um, during that period was really, that's the period where I really regrouped. Mm. And I was like, okay, you know what? The mummy brand is me. So why not make it my full like life in a sense. Right, kind of your lifestyle brand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I wanted to something that's, I guess, I wouldn't say controversial, controversial, because I remember in 2021, Uh you got a new gig, which was kind of big, the blank, the drink company. Oh, them. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, because, yes, because it was kind of like you transitioning back to being a brand ambassador in a way. So, yes, so that happened and think you had like a 10-month stint. And then, so can you walk us back to that experience? Because it seemed like you were kind of being being a brand ambassador, doing your thing as far as being the mommy, uh, modern day mom. So what was that experience like for you? Okay, so, so funny that people thought I was the brand ambassador, but I was actually head of business communications, right? Yeah, so that's a big gig. Yeah, and um, the brand was... They'd been in the system for a while, Mm -hmm. but they needed that push. Right. And so at first it was supposed to be me being like the face. Right. Until they realized like, okay, she's more than that. Like she can really bring something else. She can bring more to the table. Yeah. And I did. In the 10 months that I was there with them, we had the drink everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. I literally had it at every hot spot (laughs) Mm -hmm. you can imagine. And yeah, that was... I feel like everything is just a learning experience for something else. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason I was with them for that 10 months, I really, I gained a lot of confidence in other things I can do. Right. I hadn't really used my PR marketing skills in a while. Right. Um, so it gave me that opportunity. As much as I work in the media space, I'm very reserved. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't come off like a that? A lot of so, people, yeah. I'm, I'm shy. So that I am in in real life. Right. Well, now I think I've dabbled out of it a bit, but okay. it gave me the opportunity to really step out more. Because mm. um, you're kind of selling a brand exactly. in a way. Right. And it proves to me that, oh my God, you can do this, mm. you know, um, because literally the brand was on my head. Mm. It was me or nothing. That was also me showing other moms that listen we can do it all like we can dabble in it all it's okay you yeah, know you don't have to be in one corner you can do exactly. lots of things exactly okay so after that then i think even after that then you then announced your reality show yes which is modern day moms yes how did that come about as far as even like shooting get casting and even shooting the, the whole concept of it right so modern day moms of accra I remember speaking to someone from Culture Management Group. That's the team that is Afrochella, which is now Afrofuture. Yes. And we were just having a random discussion. And he was like, oh, why are you not back on TV like full time? Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm, yeah, I always said I don't want to be back full time. Mm-hmm. If it's anything, I would want to bring my own content. Mm-hmm. And I have this crazy idea, modern day moms of Accra. Like, it's so wild. I just don't know how to get it off the ground, you right. know? And he was like, oh, okay we'll do it like <laughs> we'll executive produce it okay. and you know when people say things you're like yeah okay sure. are you gonna follow up on it yeah and then as the weeks went by he was like okay are you ready like are you ready and i'm like am i ready okay yes i'm ready yes i'm ready even though i was like okay we still gotta get the cast you yeah. know so a friend of mine kojo he works in the media space when I gave him the idea, he was like, V, I'm going to do it. Like, mm. I know that we don't have the funds, mm-hmm. but we're going to make it happen. Yes. And we sat down and I'm like, who can we bring on the show? Mm. And we just started jotting down names. And 
all the names that we put down at the top, every single mom was like, of course, I'm mm. going to be on this show. Like, you know, and then it came to, okay, so now what's next? Like, oh my God, this is stressful. Like, then yeah. I started to feel the heat because I'm like, reality TV production is completely different yep. from, I was like, wait, this is a lot. Word. It's reality, but you still have to have a storyline. You have mm -hmm. to make sure a storyline is created. So I got um, my very good friend, Mamiya Jay. Mm -hmm. She was a part of an African city, which came out yes. like yeah. 10 years ago. Yes. Like, yeah. And she is one of the best when it comes to creating in I don't even want to say Ghana, but on the continent. Like, she is the bomb. <laughs> and she was excited to be on, too. And she just started helping. Okay, let's get the girls together. Mm -hmm. And let's, from when we get them together, the first episode, we'll know how to transition. Like, okay, we see these two like each other. Let them meet up. We see these two don't like each other. Oh, let's see how the friction will start. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, and we got it going. We shot 10 episodes we lost four episodes. How did you lose four episodes? Our, the drive crashed and we only had one drive. Oh, man. To the point that I even sent the drive to America. To get fixed. And they were like $5,000. And I was oh. like, ah. <laughs> no, you know, yeah. like that's, you know. So we actually went with six episodes. We okay. really made it tight. Okay. DGN, Daily Guide Network, picked it up for the first season. They've even picked up the second season, okay. which is amazing. And then we were able to get it on Apple TV Plus oh, okay. That's and Amazon good. Fire and Vaughn.tv. Okay. But yeah, creating a reality show is really, really something else. Wow. And what has the response been from the public like, as far as you premiering it on your channels? So people are loving it. Of course, there's the people that are like, oh my God, these moms are so bougie. Like, can, and I'm like, I'm, I'm still trying to navigate, you know, mm -hmm. as the seasons go on. Like, if you watch reality TV, cast changes, there's a shakeup, yep. you know, there's so much. Yep. But people love it. I, I can go to like a hair salon in a container and there's someone there that's, and usually it's the older women, funny enough, like mm -hmm. 50s, that are like, I love your show. Wow. Do one for grandma. It's like, you wow. know, and I'm like, don't worry, we have all that in mind. But the, the feedback has been great. Season two will premiere first half of next year. Oh, next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted it to, I need, there's a lot happening. This Space, year. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the feedback has been amazing. Okay, so that's pretty good. So now you're doing TV production. Yes. <laughs> no. Okay, and you're still running your foundation. Yes. You're still doing all that. So with this media space, you're going to premiere your show next year. So what's happening this year for you? Ooh, what is happening this year? There's a lot. Some I can talk about, some I can't. Sure, no problem. <laughs> but um, for prepping for even Modern Day Moms of Accra Season 2, we're doing because we, we want to take it up a notch. We want to really, you know... Because it seems like now the reality show hype is in Ghana. Mm -hmm. So we have to make sure we are up there. Mm -hmm. So working on that. When it comes to even my boutique or the modern day mom brand, I love that I bring in products, but I also want my own products. Oh. I want made in Ghana products. products. Um, I've been working on something for many years in my house, in my kitchen. And this year I finally have reached out to a company that can bring it to life. Okay. I thought about one product initially. They want a full range, hmm. but it's definitely for the modern day mom to look good, feel good. All the questions they ask me, V, 
did you get stretch marks while you're pregnant? How did you avoid it? Or how did you get stretch marks? What, um, when you were breastfeeding, what did you use to help? All that. So all those questions have helped me to create a few products. So God's willing, December of this year, we actually have a launch date. (laughs) <laughs> but we'll see. But it's okay. December of this year. Okay, so that's your launch date. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of things. Why am I, like, my mind is blank. Oh, as we're talking about podcasts, uh, duh, <laughs> we are, <laughs> we're launching our podcast. Okay. The Modern Day Mom presents 100% Mummified. So it's all things mummy related. Okay. First of its kind in Ghana, which is, I always like the excitement of first, first of, its, of kind. its kind. Yeah. But um, it's more like I'm talking to my homegirl. You know, mm. so every guest is not like a Q&A. It's like, okay. Just a conversation. Yeah. So that's going to be launching. I want it to launch in May. Okay. It might be April. Okay. But yeah, we've started recording and, and that's also exciting. Okay. So you're juggling a lot of stuff as far as media. Mm. And now you're kind of being more entrepreneurial in a way. So I want to touch on the entrepreneurial part. Okay. Like just the struggles and challenges, especially living in Ghana and uh, Accra. Like what's been like the most challenging thing for you as far as being entrepreneurial, trying to sell a business, trying to push your brand and anything else? I think it's point blank support. Mm. Um, Sometimes people don't really, it's seeing the vision. Most people just think, oh, God, what, what, do you, what is this now? That happened with everything I've done. A lot of people have said, that's not going to work. Hmm. V, what are you doing? When I started the Post-Pregnancy Bougie Express, everyone was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. When I announced that we're having a mass baby shower, oh, God, Ghanaians don't like to celebrate baby showers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not going to be successful. Why right. are you doing this? And I was like... Well, I'm going to try and see. Mm, see what happens. Yeah. And the first time around, the women were like, come again. And I'm like, first of all, <laughs> calm down with the bellies, you know. <laughs> but it's always this negative why, you know, mm. like, yeah. But I also say I think my New York mentality is mm. one that's like hustler. I'm right. going to do it. If I fail, I fail, you know. Right. I just pick myself up again and, and try then, something yeah, else. Yeah. But I think there's this negativity that people always try to put on others, which is mm. like very distasteful. Right. Okay. So we're just about to almost wrap up. Okay. I want to like oh. just, I'm just, <laughs> but I just want to just, just like take everything into account as far as you like living in New York, coming back to Ghana, and everything. When you look back on your journey, do you look at some decisions you made and say, hmm, maybe I should have done something different in that aspect? Okay, so I think the only thing, like transitioning to Ghana, no regrets. Okay. I always say this, and it still comes to that ETV part of like leaving mm-hmm. and going to another media house. Like, yes, I'm grateful for what I experienced at the other media house, but... I think I after I left is when I really realized what ETV was for mm. me and how they treated me and how right. they loved on me and understood me and, you know, things like that. I don't know if I wouldn't have left because I, I, I learned so much, like right. leaving, you know, what I would tolerate in the space, what, what I wouldn't. Yeah. And then I'm here now, you know, so it's so difficult because that... It was like day and night for me from ETV mm. to the other space. Right. 
but I think I needed that. Maybe I was pampered too much. <laughs> yeah, so kind of, kind of in a comfort zone in a way. Yes, um, but I always say, it's okay. I'm here now. Right. Um, and every experience has built me. Even times when it tore me down, mm-hmm. it made me stronger. So I think, yeah, but in a whole, I'm very happy that I relocated. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be where I am now if I was in New York. Mm. Yeah, I'm in a good space. As I sit here talking to you now, August will be 10 years Mm. since I relocated and I'm in a good space. And I think that's what's important. Okay, that's awesome. So people will listen to this podcast episode. I mean, people know you, you're kind of a famous name. But some people are kind of look up to you as far as what you build. Because so you, you came back, I see you said, like, New York experience, everything. But you've kind of built your own brand. So if people listen to this podcast and they, you want to give them advice as far as how to navigate or even build their business, what piece of advice would you give people who want to maybe relocate or just build their business in Ghana? So I say when I relocate, I think it was a bit, it's a bit of an easier time, right? Mm-hmm. I came in, but I knew what I wanted to do. And I really, that's one advice. I don't want people to come and just float around and, you know, what am I... Because eventually you're just going to be like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I really want you to come and say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, even on the hardest of days, I'll take that day off. Mm-hmm. I'll get up the next day and keep pushing. You you have to be strong-willed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It took me years <laughs> before I became this where I can tell you this but you have to be strong willed because it is a jungle like it is in every space it is a jungle you're going to be battling (laughs) and you really have to come prepared but it's worth it it truly is worth it like 10 years later and I'm I'm like okay I see why I experienced everything that I did Mm. the way that I did and how everything happened because if A didn't happen B wouldn't have happened you know if I hadn't been laid off at the time I was even right. though I had said I, I would leave the end of that year I think that moment was the pivotal moment for me like okay you're laid off now what's gonna happen yeah what's you gonna do now yeah but you strong willed and enjoy the journey as much as like yeah 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 as much as it can be stressful as much as the days are long enjoy the journey because you will look back and you'll you'll truly be grateful Awesome. That's a great piece of advice. And on that note, I think we can end it here. So again, thank you very much, Vanessa. Uh, it's been good because I think I've taken some more lessons. The fact that you're very strong and resilient. <laughs> <laughs> You've, you know, put up a lot, but you actually still sustained and you're still here. So kudos to you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Your Story? This episode was brought to you by Paystack, the smart choice for accepting payments from anyone, anywhere in the world. Visit paystack.com slash technova to get started.